Thank you for listening to Cinephiles Digest. This is episode 108. My name is Matt. Let me get this out of the way and introduce my co-host, Travis. Welcome to the show, bud. Hello, hello. Glad to be back. Mm -hmm. It's been a while. It's been a while since we have recorded an episode. And uh, we both had a lot going on. So we're finally Mm -hmm. trying to get back into some sense of schedule routine so hopefully moving forward these episodes will go back to being on schedule we're gonna finish strong and then 2023 is gonna be our year it's finally our year dude (laughs) taking over the (laughs) podcast world we're gonna sign a a sponsorship deal we're gonna get that fucking wtf money that joe rogan experience money it's gonna be big we're big time oh yeah oh yeah we're gonna quit our day jobs and just become talking, I was going to say talking heads, but talking mouths. Is that a thing that people say? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be, we're going to be, we're about to be big time. So if you're here now, welcome. We were here before, uh, you know, you can call yourself an OG. Even if this is your first time, you still got here before <laughs> we made it big, big time. But um, thanks for joining. This is going to be um, kind of a... A smorgasbord episode, just kind of all all things that we've uh, watched in the interim since we last recorded. Um, a roundup, if you will, of uh, 2022 films that we've been able to catch in between, you know, the busy schedules that we've both had. So we'll be talking about Pearl. We'll be talking about Barbarian, which there will be spoilers involved. So. Check the show notes later on in the show if you haven't seen that one yet, because I think that's going to be a fun discussion. Um, what else have we seen? Bodies, bodies, bodies we'll be talking about. That should be an interesting conversation. Um, you know, I don't want to blow our whole load at the top of the show, but just to pique your interest a bit, we'll be talking about that. Um, and I literally haven't seen anything else besides four movies. So, Travis, I'm sure you'll have... Uh, some other stuff you've been watching that you can... Uh, yeah, I saw that. You've been slacking. Did oh, big time. Uh, unpacking? Well, unpacking. It took a week of, a week to drive across the country and get here. Uh, you know, stay with no my excuse. parents. No, see, I should have been watching phone or movies on my phone the whole time while Haley drove. Because yep. that's, the, that's the best way to watch films is on, on phones, which I... Th- believe uh i don't know if now's the time but you uh <laughs> you did you uh did do such oh. a thing when you were on uh traveling all over right <laughs> what was uh what was it, it again uh all the president's men right. perfect phone watch <laughs> perfect phone watch huh because you wouldn't watch it you otherwise know the ending <laughs> it's pretty procedural you know there's not any special effects you're just watching for the performances in the story that you already know I've never actually seen that movie. Is it worth watching? Mm, I feel like you're a journal junkie, right? A journal junkie, I suppose. Journalist junkie. You I like, like the, you movies like about journalists. And, uh, <laughs> what was the Spotlight. one that won picture? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's true. I do. I do enjoy them. Uh, that is one of the classics. You have a writing degree, like. right? Yes. You got to be into this stuff. That's why I work in insurance now. It's because I have a degree in creative writing. Yeah, dude. You can't do shit with that. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Although Sleepy Joe has forgiven all my uh, my student debt. So thank you, Brandon. Okay, Huge. Yeah, dude. <laughs> um, 
Fuck yeah, dude. Well, where do we start? Do you want to uh, talk about Europe? Do you have any? I mean, I don't. I don't care to hear like, oh, Bo- Bologna was amazing. Venice was overrated. <laughs> my favorite. You know, I don't need the whole top to finish thing. But what were some of the highlights? Or do you have any like sweet stories from the honeymoon? Because I haven't heard anything yet. Let's see. All right, I'll do the highlights. <laughs> the Airbnb in Sicily was amazing. We stayed at like a bed and breakfast, and he's like a local chef and cooked us like four course dinners, had an amazing view, had a nice um, infinity pool out there. Uh, really nice people. Um, that spot was amazing. That was kind of our downtime of the trip like just um, kind of hang out and eat food and swim in the pool time yep nice. yeah it was really nice <laughs> and uh he was getting a massage that weekend so he offered us to get a massage as well but he basically hired a private masseuse to come out to his place and give us all massages <laughs> so that was awesome <laughs> that is pretty sweet was there Definitely any charge involved for that or he would just like because i'm assuming uh, he probably had to pay the masseuse yes to stay longer right? we had to pay the masseuse and then we also had to pay for the dinners but everything else was included nice well that's pretty sweet yeah that was nice because uh we had to lug around 50 pound suitcases so and that was about a weekend so we were really needing that massage (laughs) (laughs) i bet (laughs) uh rome was really cool just seeing um all the uh architecture and um the vatican was awesome seeing the Sistine Chapel and all the other paintings and sculptures and all that jazz. I haven't heard about uh, Pope Francis being assassinated, so it sounds like you uh, <laughs> didn't complete the mission I sent you on. <laughs> oh, whoops, are we recording? Oh, fuck. <laughs> we'll talk about it off air. They take that stuff serious. <laughs> <laughs> um, nice. Yeah, I would love to... Uh, to see Rome for sure. Just, you know, the history. There's just so much, uh, so much has happened, you know? Did you check out mm-hmm. the Coliseum? Sorry if you said that already, but. We drove by it, but we did not actually check it out. Oh, uh, okay. You know, you didn't get the Russell Crowe treatment? No. You didn't see, did you see, do you know what I'm talking about? Yes. <laughs> no, no. He, uh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Gladiator. Uh, yeah, I've seen it. No, he, um, I think it was over this summer, he took his family on a, a trip to Europe and mm-hmm. they got like a prize. They basically shut down the Coliseum and it was just him and his, you know, party oh that God. got to be in the Coliseum and do a tour or whatever. Same thing with like uh, the Sistine Chapel and Vatican or whatever. Probably wow. the Vatican, but yeah. So that's the Russell Crowe treatment. What a boss. They shut everything down. Did he reenact anything from Gladiator? <laughs> no, I think he did reference uh, <laughs> Gladiator in Are one you of not his entertained? tweets. <laughs> Something like that, actually. You're not that far off. On the tour, he yeah. just kept saying that. <laughs> That's how he got them to agree to it. He probably <laughs> let the people who work there make TikToks with him. <laughs> um, yeah, that's pretty sweet, though. No, did not have that experience. Did have probably the best gelato you could ever have in Rome. In Rome, huh? Because I tried probably at least, I don't know, six or seven different spots, and that was by far the best. 
Interesting. You'd think you would have found it in like one of the less um, touristy spots, but you're saying Rome was where it's at. Or yep. at least a specific place in Rome is where the gelato's at. This guy, at, well, the guy who worked at the t-shirt shop that we went into recommended the place. And it was very busy, but it was well worth the wait. The t-shirt shop? Is he fucking... Disneyland or something? I got or some you, pretty dope You went in there with your Mickey ears looking for no. a... <laughs> I heart Rome. It was... Uh, they were just um, like Faces. The name of the, the shop was called Faces, and it was just a bunch of like iconic characters on t-shirts. Oh, okay. Wait, so what was the sweet shirt you got? I got Mad Max. It's Mad Max with his dog. You know that like famous... Still from the movie. From you talk about from uh, the Mel Gibson Mad Max. Mad Max. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, very my hero. Sweet. <laughs> uh, it's a gray shirt. It's pretty cool. And then the the main event, the one I had to have, was a natural born killer shirt with Woody Harrelson on the front. <laughs> you you had to have it, huh? I don't think I've ever yeah. heard you talk about that movie, and you had to have well, it. Well, huh? I love Woody Harrelson, and I've never seen a natural born killer shirt like that, so. I figured I had to have it. Couldn't pass it up. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. So now you're going to have to make natural born killers a part of your personality so that you can justify oh. wearing the shirt. We'll get into that with another movie too. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. All right. So yes, Rome, you got the some force shirts. feed is, is right for natural born killers. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, stay tuned for updates on the force feed of that movie, I guess. All right. What else? Uh, food was great. To Pizza, be expected. Pasta. Mm. Mm. Trying to think what else. We had these fried pizza ball dough things that were really good. <laughs> fried pizza ball? Like, um, what, what, it was like, like just a fried ball of dough with pizza filling inside or something? It was like a pasta that was rolled around in like not panko but um kind of like a beer battered type uh coating and so it was just like a fried ball stuffed with pasta that's everything i love <laughs> fried <laughs> pasta balls <laughs> that sounds like the perfect meal sweet well you also you didn't just do italy right weren't you briefly in uh, uh, we did Dublin for a day right. to end the trip, which was pretty cool. We went to a couple pubs, had some food, and walked around a bit, called it a day. Nice. Yeah, I would love to go to, to Ireland. It's pretty high up on the list. Check out where yeah. my fam is from on my mom's side, you know? Mm-hmm. Pretty sweet. Didn't All get right. to go to uh, the Guinness factory or whatever it is didn't have time for that unfortunately probably have to have a like a reservation for that anyway right because it's so popular i would imagine i don't know but i just closed too early by the time we got there we were doing Uh, a lot of bouncing around every couple days we would be in a new city so sometimes by the time we got settled it would be a little later than we'd want just due to not finding a taxi, having to walk up a million stairs with a 50-pound suitcase. Right. Take um, a load off for a little bit before you get up and start running around again. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I learned some uh, do's and don'ts along the way for my first big international trip and uh, excited to go on the next one whenever that may be. Maybe yeah. never. Who knows? <laughs> no, I'm sure you'll get uh, you'll get out there. You got the itch now, so you're basically a pro. Next one's going to be huge. Oh yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was a lot of fun overall. Would would recommend. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I was uh, following along, watching the Instagram stories, mostly on Chelsea's part. You're not uh, oh, yeah. as active, but uh, I feel I felt like I was there watching Chelsea's stories. You know, living vicariously through you. Beautiful. Pretty sweet. Um, what else has been How, going on? Well, I think that's a, enough on my part. But um, <laughs> how about your move? How's uh, how's the new digs? Loving how's the, the new digs. Going? Yeah, unpacking uh, sucks, but you know we're <laughs> we're getting there. We we got we're basically settled in at this point. The only boxes that are unpacked are. Uh, books and my Blu-rays, basically, because I bought like uh, shelving for my mm-hmm. collection, but I don't want to fucking put it together yet. So, right, I know how that it's goes. just sitting in a box in my office with the other boxes of Blu-rays. So, um, because not only does moving sucks, but you had the added task of driving cross country to your new place. Yes, so we did the drive in five days. Um, Pretty uneventful, you know. No, I don't really have any stories from the road. Uh, Morrissey was a very good boy, so he he yeah, was in the was car with ask. us. He was very good. Yeah, we let him free roam like we did last time. So I just you gave him like leash. a five hundred milligram edible. Yeah, dude, he was <laughs> fucking zonked out. <laughs> he was in La La Land. No, we did give him um like a uh, liquid like sedative type thing that we squirted in his mouth the first two days, but mm-hmm. uh, he was fine with that. Does it help? A little bit. I mean, it makes him less anxious, but yeah, really only in the beginning because he he d- would just settle into it. Eventually, it would have been worse, I think, if if we kept him in his carrier because that's when he gets like the most anxious, you know. So mm-hmm. we would like let him out of his carrier after we had been in the car for like twenty thirty minutes and just let him explore, and you know he would like yell and wouldn't sit still and <laughs> run around but he would eventually settle in and he spent most of his time just laying in the center console between me and Haley, which was pretty cute um oh yeah but yeah i mean the actual road trip itself was pretty uneventful so we did it in five days stayed with my parents for i don't know about a week and a half or so and that was awesome but it's pretty cramped you know that's mm-hmm. it's my mom my dad my sister and my nephew plus me and Haley. so it was <laughs> six of us in one place so it was you know, we were uh, ready to have our own space back by the end of it, but um, moved into our place and it's it's pretty sweet. It's a it's a condo in a pretty quiet condominium unit or renting. Um, it's mostly like retirees, but there's you know some people that are uh, around our age. Um, oh, I will tell this story real quick. There was this one guy. This weekend, we were coming back from uh, the grocery store on Saturday, and we, like, turned into our parking lot, and we just see this huge cloud of vape smoke, and from this cloud emerged this, like, (laughs) douchebag wearing a t-shirt that had a giant assault rifle on it, and it said, freedom is not free, and he just, like, you know, 
He had like the manicured, like douchey facial hair look with the backwards ball cap and the Oakley sunglasses. I mean, you probably knew what he looked looked like before I even described him, mm-hmm. but <laughs> he just like <laughs> emerged from this cloud of smoke, and we were like, "Okay, this guy seems cool. We're gonna be best friends with him." And uh, you know, gotta find out where he lives so we can go cozy up to that guy because he seems like a lot of fun. <laughs> um, but you know, it seems like there's some younger younger couples who live around here, so we're 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 making friends. Um, <laughs> eh, seems like a very nice guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's. I don't know if the sarcasm came across, but he he does not seem like my people. So <laughs> fuck that guy. Um, haven't met him yet, but. So, but you know, there's some other people that we've uh, talked to and we chat with and are around our age who seem cool. So, starting to open up, get to know the neighbors a bit. But loving, loving being back, dude. I fucking hated the weather in Florida. It's been (laughs) so amazing being 70 degrees and, you know, sunny pretty much the whole time we've been back. And just in time for your uh, favorite season. Mm-hmm. Gearing up for fall. The leaves are starting to change. I feel like it happened overnight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Really stoked for that. Um, I just, you know, I just I just love it here. I'm so happy to be back. Just making plans with everybody. Going to be visiting you and Chelsea in a couple weekends. Trey and Emily yes, and Scott visited up here over this past weekend. And uh, Paris and Kurt who listeners probably know and love. They'll be coming up uh, in a couple weekends. So, you know, doing the rounds, catching up with everybody. So it's been fun. Getting back to a normal life. Yes, finally. We're finally starting to feel settled. So get back into a routine. Absolutely not. Not at all. (laughs) (laughs) Did you make any friends there that you really uh, like are sad to leave behind or not really? No. Not one. I feel like COVID didn't really help that. No, I mean, we were kind of fucked from Jump Street, you know. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you signed up for it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, th- we, were, we were optimistic there for a little bit. We met some uh, some fellow podcasters that seemed really right. cool. Yeah. But, you know, I just, just never really... Eh, just nothing fizzled out nothing you know how it goes it, he he had friends he was established they had friends so it's like you know do you, how much effort do you really want to put in to like add another person to you know i get it i guess but it was it was disappointing but you know to answer your question no i i, I don't miss anybody <laughs> i miss Haley's mom and dad and that's about it that's about it well glad to have you back I know, dude. Should be able to hang out semi-regularly. Absolutely. Maybe we'll even convince Tom to record with us in person sometime soon. To watch we'll a movie? To watch, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, fucking, we got to get him before basketball season is back in a month. So, I mean, now's the that, time. We've got like a four-week window where... <laughs> I wonder what the last movie he actually watched was. Um, Probably whatever he last watched for uh, 2021 cramming. <laughs> Yeah, has he even seen a movie this year? <laughs> I mean, I haven't been policing his uh, letterbox, but I don't know. I haven't talked Neither, movies with Tom uh, in a bit. I'm curious. I know. <laughs> I know. The only thing I ever talked to him about is... Apex? Uh, yeah. So he watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood back in March. I think that was a third then, watch for him. <laughs> I don't know. Spencer he doesn't even like that movie that February. much, I don't like. Okay. Oh, and Black Widow. And No Time to Die. He's probably watched like 
Oh, he's watched six to mo- six movies this year. <laughs> <laughs> Black Widow. I got th- I got this fucking guy hated Marvel. What's he doing watching Huge. Black Widow of all Marvel properties? Scarjo. We're gonna have to have a talk with this guy. <laughs> Scarjo. Scarjo at the center. <laughs> he was dying for that. Florence Pugh, Rachel Vice. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's true. He's in the pudding. <laughs> Well, we'll have to talk to Tom and see uh, if he's going to be coming back anytime soon. But yeah, I'm stuck to be back, dude. Um, cool. Well, that's en- that's enough intro banter, I think. Unless you got something yeah. uh, pressing to get to. No, that was too much. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> We've juiced the clock enough. Let's get into the good stuff. Um, all right. Well, how do we want to handle this? I think we're just going to kind of have a casual convo about. Uh, most of these 2022 movies, but... Why don't we just ping pong until one of us drops out? All right. Well, do you want to uh, serve first, or should I? Go for it. Well, might as well go chronologically. So we'll start... Uh, I have seen four movies since I have moved to Washington, and the first one I saw was bodies 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 which uh you know it's pretty excited to see but didn't get around to it in florida before the move but thankfully it was still playing here so Haley and i actually took my uh my little sister to see it that was the first movie i've seen in a theater with my sister since i took her to see your next which correct wow. me if i'm wrong but that kid that was like 2014 or something that movie came out right maybe 2015 theatrical right. Somewhere in that window. That that was the last movie I saw in a theater with my sister. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. But um, Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. I'll, I, I'm curious to hear. I saw your star rating. So I am curious to kind of hear your thoughts on it. Um, if you would like to uh, tell me a little bit about what uh, why it works so well for you. Well, I'm over a month removed at this point. But mm-hmm. um, try my best. <laughs> yeah, um, we don't have to be too specific, but. I'll just say first uh, 15 or 20 minutes of the movie, I was not really sold on it. I was thinking it was going to be somewhat of a letdown. Not that I was like overly hyped for it or anything, but I was intrigued. Um, but yeah, I didn't have to see this movie. I went out, you know, it wasn't assigned for a podcast or whatever. <laughs> and first 15 or 20 minutes, I was like, should I have just stayed at home tonight? <laughs> <laughs> but then the movie picked up and um, started ramping up, and I, by the end, I really loved it. Thought there were some really good scenes of tension, especially the one in the gymnasium mm, with uh, Lee Pace. Lee Pace. Mm-hmm. That was a banger scene. <laughs> loved, loved, loved the ending. Thought it was a perfect way to end it. Uh, laughed out loud in the theater just me and one other person actually i think it was a couple but um i did find it pretty funny overall uh there was a few really funny moments i think um like the soundtrack liked the score i liked um all the different like personalities and i thought a lot of them had pretty good chemistry together and um, yeah, I think my rating might be a little high, but I don't know. I just had a really great time watching it. And considering all the stuff I've watched this year, I've been 
pretty let down with a lot of it. So maybe got the pleasant surprise bump a little bit. Maybe. <laughs> oh, that and the ending. I mean, if the ending wasn't as perfect, in my opinion, as it, it was, I don't know if I would have gave it the full five, but I don't know. Just really nailed the ending, and I appreciate a good ending. Need more good endings in our movies. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Well, um, I I liked the movie. I didn't dislike it by any means, but I it kind of sounds like all the stuff, like it just on every level, it just worked better for you than it did for me. Like, I I didn't find the movie to be tense at all. Um, I would describe this movie as mildly entertaining and 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 well executed, but it just didn't really excel in any particular area for me like i think the cast overall is pretty good but i think the characters are pretty thin um i i i also enjoyed the ending i thought it was quite funny but it also was i don't know a little disappointing in a way i mean i like that it kind of played into the you know kind of themes of the film as far as like you know, the <laughs> Honestly, putting on a facade for, uh, you know, social media purposes. But I like more than just like a kind of ha ha moment. I didn't find it that satisfying. I don't know. I feel like the ending kind of got me like it was just right there in front of my face. <laughs> and I just <laughs> didn't didn't put the few things together. And yeah, I, I appreciated that. Yeah. I mean, so I don't I don't want to be specific, but I'll say I I was expecting something like that just based on the way everything else had played out. I was kind of expecting um let's see how do I phrase this? I guess I guess I wasn't ultimately surprised that the ending kind of relied on uh it doesn't exactly pull the rug out from under you, but it's like attempting to like subvert your expectations i guess with a movie like this as far as it being like a kind of whodunit mm-hmm. murder movie um but it worked on a humor level because i thought you know what ultimately happens is pretty funny but i didn't find it surprising so maybe i just i mean maybe i just wasn't as invested as you were so it didn't hit as hard as far because you know it, it sounds like you were really enjoying everything up to that moment, and then when that happened, it was just like you were all in on it. I was kind of yeah. I, I I feel like there was just kind of a distance between me and the movie the whole running time, just because I I don't know I didn't find it super suspenseful. I didn't think it was super funny. There were parts that made me laugh, but I didn't find the characters all that interesting. I didn't find the mystery super interesting. It was just like a well put together. Uh, like Gen Z thriller, you know, murder mystery type movie. There were there were some cool, mm-hmm. um, like uh, kills. I guess the way that they play out. I think it is the script itself is very clever. I just um, it didn't go beyond too far beyond that for me. Yeah, that's fair. I just yeah, there's just certain elements that I really liked about it and couldn't see much to. F- fault at four at the end of the day sure i did think it looked really good too especially considering how much of it was in the dark yeah like, without any i mean the main light source was usually like 
phone screens or phones lights. or they're like little um oh the glow glow necklaces or whatever yeah 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 it definitely has a cool visual uh, there's a a visual element that was definitely pretty satisfying but i did like how the killer was handled too like without spoiling it um if characters would have just like you know taken a step back or done things a little differently then there may have been different outcomes would have played out very differently <laughs> yeah and yeah i just thought that was kind of clever and funny and just how how caught up you can get into a moment or just like how easily you can write someone off or like you know befriend them I don't know. It didn't seem like there was a lot of rational decision making. It was just like everyone was just caught up in the moment. And I don't know. There's some other social commentary aspects too that I liked, but I'm kind of blanking on them at the moment. Yeah. I mean, we are a little far removed from the experience at this point. And it didn't leave a strong enough impression on me to be able to recall like specifics of what it was going for but you know it was kind of well, playing just this, like, like being um like privileged kids who don't really have like a regard for one another you know like take their friends for granted and maybe aren't as good as friends as they think they are you know they're just kind of people who like doing the same things and just kind of got caught up with each other but at the end of the day it seems like their friendship isn't as strong as they thought it was yeah their intent they're intentionally they're not meant to be likable characters for the most part. You know, everyone is kind of supposed to be self-absorbed and some characters are, are written a little more vapid than others, but by and large, yeah. they're meant to be. Well, you like, do feel slightly for all of them to varying degrees. I mean, some you could say it was like for comedic fashion, you, you would feel sorry for them. Like the podcast girl. <laughs> Cause yes, you know, her, yeah. her problems are pretty <laughs> inconsequential. <laughs> Yes, yes. Although she's she's one of my favorite, she uh, is one of my favorite performances in the movie. It, it's Rachel Sinat yeah. is the one who plays the podcaster, right? Um, uh, she have a baby. Yes, yes. I really like her. Um, yeah, she was funny, and I think she was responsible for a lot of her lines. Oh, is that true? Well, mm-hmm. it was like an improv script type of thing. Or I no? think the director did allow like some freedom with some takes with them interesting it, that makes a lot of sense because she does seem the most like fully developed character like i do think she's still pretty thinly written but her like rachel sanat in that role feels the most like authentic to me obviously she's, she's playing an elevated character intentionally but more so than some of the other characters like Maria Bakalova's character. Um, I get that she is kind of supposed to be the audience surrogate in a sense, but I don't know. I feel like she wasn't really given enough to do other than there's a pretty pivotal like plot point that revolves around her. Um, Mm -hmm. But she kind of, it kind of feels like her outsider perspective is mostly so that she can play that role Meaning, like the the action that she commits, like another character couldn't really do that and keep the ten like the actions. The movie would not have played out the same way if any other character other than her did that. 
that's about as non-specific as yeah. that can be. Yeah, I think that her sense? character's supposed to be a little complex, though, with her decision-making and rationale. Because it almost seems like one of her actions is to like win the group over, but it kind of backfires. <laughs> right. Yeah, it just seems a little... Her character motivations... I don't know. I guess just character motivations in, gen- in general were problematic to me and that there was a stretched believability a little bit not that that's like huge for me it didn't really like deter me from enjoying the movie but it did that's part of what kind of kept me at a distance from like fully loving it was just there were aspects of it that felt a little undercooked for me again it's hard to say this far removed and not you know speaking generally we're not doing uh spoilers or anything but Overall, that was my my feeling. Enjoyed it, you know, quite a bit. I would recommend people watch it, but I didn't love it by any means. Yeah, I think uh, I think it's gonna grow over the years. Just yeah, you wait. It could. <laughs> you mean me specifically, or the movie no. could be like a cult, uh, <laughs> a, like cult a cult uh, classic. classic? I could see it. I could see it happening. That really just kind of depends on. I haven't really seen like a Gen Z perspective on the movie. So I guess it ultimately kind of depends on, uh, you know, what the young folks think of it, you know, <laughs> whether or not it catches on. Um, They're just going to be on their phones the entire time while watching it anyways. <laughs> right. They'll watch the YouTube uh, highlight <laughs> video instead. <laughs> okay. Well, anything else you wanted to say about Bodies, Bodies, Bodies? Uh. No, but I I loved it, and it's competing with the Northmen for best of the year right now. God damn, must be it's a pretty low bar this year, huh? Well, a lot of swing and misses, in my <laughs> opinion. <laughs> maybe it's me, but maybe it's the movies. I don't know. Now, this director apparently it's not their first film. Have you seen her first or heard her first film? Apparently, it's called Instinct. It sounds interesting. <laughs> yeah, I'm reading Sounds the... like it could be problematic. <laughs> yeah. So maybe that's the point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it would kind of depend on the tone that it strikes. But I have some mutuals who... You know, someone gave it a four and a half. Someone gave it a four. So I'm I'm curious. I want to say... I want to say it was streaming or available for rent or something, but now it's not. And then I got an email from A24 saying they're doing a double feature with bodies, bodies, bodies in this movie. <coughs> Excuse me. So I'm wondering if A24 bought the rights to this and then pulled things down or I'm misremembering. <laughs> Interesting. It, it sounds, you know, based on the description here, it sounds like it might be good, but we'll see. At any rate, uh, she's someone who I would be interested to see what her follow-up is. Because for all intents and purposes, it seems like the film was, you know, not like a huge commercial success. But, it, you know, I'm pretty sure it made its budget back and people seem to like it. So I'd be curious to see what her next project is. I don't know if she's already signed on to anything yet, but. She's no Julia Ducournau, but. Uh-huh, yeah. But you're you're intrigued. Uh, I like this movie enough that I'll watch the next one. As long as it doesn't get like absolutely terrible reviews or something, you know, like did yeah. enough that I'm I'm curious to see what uh, what she's gonna do when she's got cooking. But cool. All right. Oh, 
Well, not to keep going on too long on this one, but um No, go for it. Did you know that the writer was or one of the writers on the movie was the one who did that piece on the New Yorker? Uh I think you actually maybe mentioned it on the podcast or maybe when we were hanging out around a podcast. Um <laughs> the article was I forget, something in to do with a cat. Does that ring a bell? It's oh, got really popular. Yes, it's a. It's a. I think it's just called the cat. I think or cat lady or cat person or something. Maybe cat cat lady. Maybe wait. So that the right the screenwriter is the one who wrote that article. One of the screenwriters of because I think there was a couple. Um. Yeah. Oh no. So she. I see it here. So she got cat a story person. credit. Yes, cat person. Kristen. Rupenian. Rupenian. Yeah, so I guess she got a she got a story credit on Bodies, 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 but she did not do the screenplay. Oh, okay. Well, I knew she was attached to it, and I had re- recalled that you had mentioned that back in the day. So oh, just interesting. Yeah, apparently A24 acquired the rights to her script, but they had, it was pretty heavily written, it sounds like. So she only she only got a story by credit. Interesting. Huh. No, I did not know that that's who that was. Pretty yep. cool. All right. Um, okay. Well, what's next? I just I wanted to start with Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Uh, you can pick the next one. Should we do Barbarian? Sure. We can do Barbarian next. Okay. Would you like... I mean, you can lead the discussion. Do you I already want know to what do... you're going to say. I mean, <laughs> everyone else is... I am in the minority, I know. Well, so do you want to just talk openly about it or do you care to do like a spoiler-free discussion and then go spoilers or should we just say fuck off if you haven't seen it? I think we should maybe just spoil it from the 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 get-go just so we don't spend too much time on it. Okay. Well, I'm cool with that. So uh, check the show notes uh, or if you've gotten to this part of the show and you have yet to see Barbarian, you don't want to be spoiled, check the show notes, skip ahead. And based on what I said, you can probably guess where where I landed and where Matt landed. <laughs> I will also say, uh, if you plan on seeing it, go watch it without spoiling yourself. Because it's, uh, I found it to be a movie that was greatly satisfying, knowing next to nothing about it. So, here's the plug. Take it away, Travis. Right. So, maybe it was the way the movie was sold to me. By someone but um i was basically told that this had the potential to be one of the scariest movies of all time what and that you need to go in as cold as possible i agree with the latter part but one of the scariest movies that who the fuck are we talking about unless you don't want to name names oh fucking god Got out. See me. Got out him anytime. I can. <laughs> <laughs> see, Kyle's part of the reason why I wanted to see it so much as well, because he told me to go in as cold as possible, and I did. But mm-hmm. scariest movie ever, Kyle. What the fuck are you thinking? Well, so he hyped it up too much for. Okay, so that's part so, that maybe colored your expectations. It's hard to it. say for sure, but you know the world will never know. Sure, if that played a factor. Whether or not Kyle viewing. fucked it, we'll never know. But. But yeah, I guess with that knowledge, you know, I'm I'm an avid movie watcher. I watch a lot of movies. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I don't necessarily try and like guess the ending or guess where the movie's trying to go. I want to get wrapped up in the story and be taken on a journey, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Takes a lot for that to happen because most movies are not very good, in my opinion, at least lately. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been pretty checked out with a lot of stuff, but with this one, um, like the first act or the first, you know, yeah, I'll say the first act. I was enjoying it, but I had that knowledge. And so I was waiting for the scary. And then I was also thinking, well, if I'm supposed to be going in as cold as possible, then it can't be as obvious as the movie is trying to portray the, like, you know, bad person to be, the alleged bad person. Sure. So, you know, not I'm not really trying to guess the movie per se, but I do have that knowledge and so I'm think I never really thought that Skarsgård was the evil in the house or in the movie. Partly because of the the knowledge that I had, but also just because of like his performance and just I don't know, it, it would have seemed too obvious to have him be the threat. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, the movie's trying to lead you to that being the the threat but it, that just seems too obvious so now i'm w- real quick um because I, I want you to keep going but i'll just push back a little bit there because i i never at any point thought that he was the real threat threat but that didn't change the fact that i did find some of those scenes to be quite tense because it's you know leaning into power roles and you know a, a young woman being in a place where she's unfamiliar with a man who you know she doesn't know him from anyone else he could be potentially dangerous so i do think it milks some good tension out of their interactions but i yeah wasn't necessarily expect like i never went into a thinking that he i just thought it was being playful with its scripts in that like, I don't know if it was necessarily trying to lead me to think that he was the big baddie. I think it was just more so trying to, like, you know, use this as a stressful, intense situation as part of the buildup to, you know, really it's kind of the halfway point of the film where there's like a switcheroo kind of thing. But um, right. Anyway, uh, continue. Um. Yeah. So, you know, still waiting for the, the scary to happen or the the scariest thing you've ever seen (laughs) and when we go down to the basement area and it finally gets to the evil or the threat i was like i was still expecting it at that moment so that part that like jump scare didn't really work for me i'm sure it works for a lot of people but i don't know i wasn't i i believed scars guard down there and so i was waiting for something to come out and it eventually did and so I feel like the jump scare just didn't really work for me for, you know, whatever reason, but it didn't. And there was just so many, and again, I think it's the point of the movie, but I, just because that's the point doesn't necessarily make it like good or interesting. But the fact that there's like so many red flags and there's so many instances of her like having an out or like, you know, having enough information to leave the scenario but then she keeps being drawn back to it and to me that just got kind of 
repetitive and also just it just made her seem dumb so you mean like why so i i she's constantly going back when the movie has been telling her not to the entire time even towards the end with uh justin long's character she's still like i gotta try and save him and if the whole point is like she's a good person like yeah you made your point but you can only be a good person <laughs> up to a certain point i mean at some point you got to worry about yourself sure i i understand that criticism that's just you could apply that to almost every horror movie ever you know what i mean yeah that's the thing is i feel like part partly i'm just being too harsh and just need to have fun with with what it is and I do feel like horror movies get somewhat of a free pass because you're not really watching them with the same like critical eyes you would like a Paul Thomas Anderson movie or something. You know, you usually have to like suspend your disbelief a little bit or like just, you know, surrender to movie license and because you can't really make logical sense of everything in a horror movie or else you could pick it apart. (laughs) Right. Right. I saw something relatively recently. I can't credit it to anybody, so I apologize. I don't know if it was like a tweet or like a review or something that I read, but I saw someone say that it's it's unfair to expect like the characters in a horror movie or a story or whatever are not aware they are in a horror movie. So it's unrealistic and maybe unfair to expect them to react as such because there is such a there's so much baggage that comes with horror movie tropes and expectations. I mean, there's the whole thing of like, don't go down into that basement. What are you doing? Like you would never do that. But in a real life situation, unless you had some reason to, you know, you hear a weird noise in your, like to, let's take Tom, for example, Tom has a basement. If he heard a weird noise in his basement, is he just going to never go in his basement just because he's seen a horror movie? No, you know, like there's always, in most situations, well, there's going to be a rational explanation for something. Now that I could argue, unless you absolutely have to go in your basement, then why would you? <laughs> you're not going in your basement. <laughs> Fair, but you get the point I'm trying to make, right? Like, yeah. I agree that there are s- definitely some moments that stretch believability, but because they're just like I think this movie is so interested in like leaning into tropes and choosing which ones it wants to subvert and just play with your expectations. And I think the movie is very successful at doing that just from like a, a script level. Like the fact that you, you were talking about earlier with the, the jump scare, like the kind of reveal movement halfway through the film where it cuts to black. Like Mm -hmm. I didn't think that was like the, you know, the scariest thing I've ever seen. Um, or even that scary really I was more so just struck by like the brutality of the moment you know what I mean because it's like here you have this character who is like you think going to be one of the main characters and then out of the dark comes this weird creature that you only get a minimal look at and it smashes his head against the wall and the main character screams and then it cuts to black right like Mm -hmm. I was more so just struck by like the holy shit what just happened aspect of it as opposed to like the oh my god I just shit my pants I'm so scared well see (laughs) me in that moment is okay this is the scariest thing of all time (laughs) 
Sure, right, because you had been, you were expecting something crazy. I like, yeah, I've seen this creature before. Are you kidding me? Right, I've seen Rack. Like this isn't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's one of the movies that I thought of was. Yeah, Rack already did this. Nice try. They're they're similar. Like I feel like. Yeah, in but that specific this, moment, you see so little of it that it's still like, whoa, that was crazy. What was that? I don't know. You a know? gnarly, gangly woman, like, seen that before. I guess. It's so brief, though. Like, later on in the movie, where you really get a good look at her, like, sure. Like, I, I, I can see the effect of that. Yeah, no, I'm talking there. throughout the movie. In general, okay. Sure, yeah. the use of that as, like, a horror movie monster type thing wasn't okay and i do feel like this movie was borrowing from quite a few movies like it felt like a mike flanagan movie at times it had like don't breathe vibes with the downstairs aspect um kind of had like a 10 cloverfield lane feel to it i don't know there's just a lot of movies that i have seen recently that not that it was necessarily just like ripping them off but it just felt like it was treading familiar territory whether it was like a creature design or like a part of the plot or like a character dynamic it just i don't know i didn't i i thought parts of it felt fresh or different but then other parts felt like just kind of tropey and and not for like good reason it was more so just lack of originality that's fair you're not wrong i think but at the same time it's not really fair to like scrutinize a movie for not being wholly original especially these days because i think it is pretty tough to be original but yeah i i don't know i think i think i would maybe like this movie a bit more on rewatch now that i wouldn't have any expectations and kind of know what to expect even though i think probably part of the joy of this is the first time watch and not knowing what to expect but unfortunately i have to stay true to my experience and it was more negative than positive <laughs> yeah that's totally fair i feel fully confident and comfortable now at this point to blame kyle for this because uh, <laughs> i it kind of sounds like you know you rightfully so kind of went into it a bit critical and then therefore when it didn't meet you where you were it it yeah. felt like a letdown right is, is that fair right. to say um where i think yeah a lot of this movie's success or why people are enjoying it is they are going in without any knowledge or any i mean there's hype but like i don't know there's certain like buzzwords or phrases you can say that can overhype a movie you know Yes, yes, definitely. So, like, I kind of had the opposite experience in a sense where I, I also didn't really know anything about it. I just went into it, you know, knowing that, it, you know, it's supposed to be, in, you know, un some unexpected things go into it knowing as little as possible. So I just went into it, like, you know, wanting to be entertained, you know, mm -hmm. as a horror fan. I was like, okay, let's let's see what's going on here. Still keeping my expectations, like, relatively low you know i didn't go into it with any kind of like okay this is gonna this better be good you know and i just had so much fucking fun watching the movie like every step of the way whether it was the first half where it's like you know kind of very much plays out as kind of like a standard like you know is this guy what's going on what's the mystery there's some tension it's building up suspense and then halfway through the film there's like 
a pretty stark uh, pivot. And then mm-hmm. the whole second half of the movie, I was just like, okay, let's see what happens next. And every step along the way, I was just like pleasantly surprised by like how funny it was or how clever a, a story choice was. Not to say that there weren't things where I was like, you know, okay, that's a little, <laughs> a little, uh, a little much. Like for example, I'm very curious to see how you felt about at the very end where Justin Long's character like throws uh, the, I can't remember the character's name, but the the mm-hmm. protagonist like throws her off the top of the water tower and it cuts mm-hmm. to the, the monster swan woman, dive. like swan <laughs> diving. Like I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, did, Swanton bomb. <laughs> that I fucking was laughing out loud. Now, did you, how See, did that play for you? Did you think it was, like, I didn't find anything or? funny and it's probably just because, I wasn't enjoying the movie or I you know I was expecting something else and so <laughs> I didn't find any humor in it if anything I just found it stupid. So would you say you felt that way in general about the second half or that moment? Like did you think the movie was funny in the second half? I did not find the movie funny at all. Interesting. You didn't think it was funny when Justin Long was like measuring the square oh, yeah. footage. Oh yeah, no that was like... pretty funny. That was <laughs> one of the actual funny parts. Justin Long's character in general, I just found hilarious because he's so, he, you're actively rooting for him to die, and every step along the way, he just like yeah. keeps not dying, and you're just like, come on, like when is this guy? And it even like I thought it was really smart that the script, like you think the script is getting into like a redemption arc for him, and you're like, oh god, don't do this, and then ultimately he, you know, he fucks up, he's a coward, and he's just looking out for himself, and he does ultimately get his comeuppance, you know? So I really appreciated that, yeah. but, like, I thought that was funny. I thought all the stuff that happened... I did, like... Yeah, I did, like, the second act and his performance. I thought that worked pretty well. I mean, what about the part where they go to the water tower to start with, the guy, um, you know, who lives in the neighborhood, and he's like, I've lived here for 15 years, and she's never bothered me, instantly breaks through the wall and murders that guy. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Maybe, you know, it's a little on the nose, sure, but I thought that it was pretty hilarious. Yeah. No, I didn't find it funny, but oh, at that point, damn, I was probably—I probably made it. Already mind. checked out. Yeah, I, I totally get where you're coming from. At a certain point, you've already written off a movie, and it, it's—you y- might have enjoyed it in a different circumstance, but you're already committed to like being on one side of you know, like it's hard once a movie has lost you for it to win you back. Would you agree? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think you were probably probably already too far gone. Um. Interesting. Okay. Another thing I didn't like about it was, um, well, or one thing I didn't find believable, and this is, you know, maybe one of those issues where you just kind of have to excuse it because it's a horror movie, but the fact that she didn't realize what kind of neighborhood she was in until it was daylight the next day, that just seemed kind of unbelievable. Yes. So the only, the main never heard thing. heard of headlight? Well, I mean, even at nighttime, I mean, it's still, it can be hard Come to Come on, open your eyes. <laughs> I did like that reveal, though, of like it being daylight and just seeing like just how desolate the neighborhood is. And, you know, now to your point, though, my main issue as far as like believability, and I got over it pretty quick because it's from the very fucking start, is like it's an Airbnb. Like she's a single female traveling alone, like. Did you not 
were there no reviews? Did you not Google the neighborhood right. to see where it is? You know, there's like well, and the fact that she would even end up in that situation to begin with. That was the most like stretching my believability. Even the person who interviews her, she's like, oh, you're over there. And she's like trying to tell her that place is bad. Don't go there. Mm-hmm. But she's like brushing her off like, oh, no, it's fine. Yeah, I think she was probably just like, I don't know. That that conversation was a little weird because it like seemed like she was maybe like if you're going to give her such a hard time, like she, she didn't offer to help. You know, she wasn't like, oh, my God, come stay, you know, stay here. Or, you know, she was just saying, like, really, you're going to fucking go back there. It's, it's not like she had options. You know what I mean? Like, so that mm, whole conversation. not going to offer to stay at my place, though. Well, yeah, sure. But I mean, something like I don't just scare them. really. You know what I mean? But what are you going to do? Morrissey, get the fuck out of here. He's just crawling on my desk, rubbing up on my laptop <laughs> as I'm trying to do this. Um, Yeah, I don't know, dude. I, I mean, it's not a perfect movie by any means, but I had so much fun watching it. And I I love that it was, um, you know, it plays with the structure. It's part of the fun of the movie. And I just kind of gave myself over to it. Didn't have high expectations. And I feel like it exceeded what I could have imagined. I thought it looked pretty good too. Like there were some scenes mm-hmm. that I thought were very well directed. Um, what did you think of the like flashback scene with the, the Richard Drake character where it like goes back to the, you know, the seventies or eighties or whatever. And like kind of follows him at that uh, time in the neighborhood. It was decent. I like that. It was, they use like a different camera lens and, they just did a lot of showing, not a lot of telling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, he like puts on the um, like the plumber or electrician's outfit or whatever it was, and just like goes into the room, unlocks the door, and then leaves. Like, and you don't see, you know, how that culminates. You just see like the setup. I thought was well, and pretty that cool. yeah, that f- that scene also fills in some holes too, without having to like use exposition, which is pretty cool. Right, for sure. I thought that was really clever. I think the performances overall were really good. Like I, I, I think Justin Long is is perfect for that role mm-hmm. as being like the punchable douchebag that you're actively rooting against. Um, I feel like not a lot of people would take on that role. You know what I mean? So I feel like you got to give the guy some props for even <laughs> uh, choosing to take on that role and the fact that he did it so well. Um, kind of sounds like you weren't uh, loving Skarsgård. I wasn't loving Skarsgård either, but did you? Uh, uh, he was fine. Right, exactly. He was like I would point him out as like the weak link in the main cast. I guess I did like the like one or two moments or scenes when I felt like they were flirting a bit. Yeah, it works. You know, when it seemed like he wasn't being as like threatening. Not that he was ever like over threatening or anything, but when yeah you could like let your guard down at some points of the movie with him and i feel like she did too and i like those moments with him but yeah the rest was just kind of take it or leave it yeah i mean you know the fact that she like hears him screaming for help and she like still chooses i mean to your point uh, it's going for like she's a good person and she wants to help him but at the yeah, same we, time we get it yeah, at that point, I would be like, okay, I need to leave and get help. I'm not, you know, not. I go also, deeper. 
I didn't really like the nope moment, and maybe it's because Jordan Peele released his movie this year, but the nope moment did not work for me. Well, especially because she, like, it's not like she treats the whole scenario that way. She has that and moment that, and then chooses that nope to go quickly back. turns into a yes. Uh, yep, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like once you discover the secret room with the video camera and the blood on the wall, like... Game might yeah, be made up point. at that yeah. point, <laughs> <laughs> but then you wouldn't have a movie. So it's like that kind of stuff. I'm willing to right. forgive. It didn't. Bo- it maybe bothered me a little bit in the moment, but I got you know. I was just like, okay, whatever. It's it's in service of moving the plot for the plot forward. So didn't have a big issue with it. Um. <clears throat> okay. Uh, anything more you want to say about Barbarian other than uh, good job, Kyle? Nope. Kyle ruined it. That's all there is to say. What was your uh, star rating on it? 2.5. Okay. I landed on a 4.5. Liked it quite a bit. It's it's in the mix for best of the year for me. I will say I have been a little more critical lately. You you don't like movies anymore, dude. Just admit it. You're over it. You've turned a (laughs) corner. You actively hate (laughs) movies now. (laughs) Yeah. And then there's going to be those random bodies, bodies, bodies that surprise me, and I'm just going to give it the five because everything else sucks. Right. They'll, those will <laughs> pop up, but in the meantime, you're just you're just waiting for the next your goat. You're waiting for the next softy bros. You're just hating movies until your boys make new ones. <laughs> you might not be far off. <laughs> until they come back and save cinema, right? I'm waiting. <laughs> Um, you want to talk Watcher? Did you actually get a chance to watch it? I did watch Watcher. I don't have a ton to say other than I didn't really like it. Thought it was kind of lame. Felt like uh, it was trying to be uh, a movie that we've already seen. And um, just, um, I don't know, not that all, all that interesting. Yeah, pretty much right there with you. I, I did like it. Like, I... I, I I'm on the side of positive mostly just because it's like a well-made movie and there is some decent tension, but you know, I think Michael Monroe's performance is pretty good, but you know, we've seen other movies do it better. We've seen, you know, the gaslighting explored in a lot of movies recently and other films have done it better. It just felt a little run of the mill, like at no point was I like, okay, this movie is standing out. This is interesting. I was just like, you know, invested enough in the story, but every step along the way, it felt familiar, and that really held yeah. it back in a sense. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't really have a problem recommending this to someone to watch, but it's one of those like one and done, you know, check the box type movies. You're not gonna really want to come back to this anytime soon if ever oh totally it's like a perfectly Uh, serviceable you know uh i'm just over those movies though like this like i i've done the serviceable movie thing enough and that's just not good enough anymore (laughs) (laughs) at that point it's like i'd rather be doing something else with my time than watching something serviceable because i've seen enough serviceable movies oh man you you really don't like movies anymore you're out dude (laughs) fully out it's kind of like uh 
like fetishes, you know, and you're just looking for that next thing to get you off. Right. It just doesn't do then. it for you in the same way it used to. <laughs> it sounds like more you're like a fucking drug addict, dude. Like you you need uh if the softies are a fucking hit of heroin, like <laughs> taking a hit from the vape pen just doesn't do it for you anymore. You need that next big high. <laughs> you're a junkie, dude. I'm a yeah, I'm You're a movie a good, junkie. A good movie junkie. <laughs> okay. But I'm I mean I'm right there with you. It's like yeah. I gave it three stars. It was you know I mean, yeah, it looked decent. It was serviceable. That's a great word to use that I keep coming back to. And also I don't know if it was just me, but it felt like it had just like a cheap look or feel to it. Like could I used a little more budget, maybe couple better locations maybe a couple cooler shots maybe a better ending i don't know the ending was kind of lame ending was definitely <laughs> lame i mean i don't want to spoil it but like for the whole movie to be like is she crazy is this person actually you know what's going on here and then for it to be like oh no yep she was right you know like that's such an un- <laughs> like duh we all knew she was right. Like I get that the it's playing with like, you know, the whole gaslighting thing, like not believing a victim, not believing women. Like I get that, but from a suspense level, like it's not a satisfying conclusion for it to be like, well, she was right all along. You know what I mean? Like we've seen that done before yeah. better in several other movies. So it's like, you know, as like Did a you real, notice- Oh, I was going to say the the opening credits seemed like it was a nod to Rosemary's Baby, the title card. Oh, with the and the font too. Get real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean there's Rosemary's Baby, there's like I mean clearly there's like the rear win- window element cuz you have the, you know, the creeper, yeah, the, and the those murder. movies are both incredible. Better, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's one of those movies that like just kind of pales in comparison to the movies it draws inspiration from. So, I don't know. Some people really love it. So I was like that maybe that played a bit of a factor too. Cause I like, didn't really see what there was that people were creaming over, you know? Mm-hmm. So that was maybe part of it, but I, I didn't dislike it. It was just, you know, everyone's into this participation trophy bullshit now and everyone's getting a free pass. Damn. I'm here to, damn. <laughs> To write that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no more free passes. Unless nope. your body's body's bodies. <clears throat> now that was more than a free pass. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of right there with you. I don't really have anything more to say about Watcher. Do you? No. All right. Well, it's your turn to ping the pong, but it's the last. I only got, it's my last probably one. probably do Pearl. I mean, it's, that's all I got, bud. Um. All right. Well, let's talk Pearl. How recently did you see it? Is this the most recent watch of all these? I saw this 10 days ago. Okay. Now, for listeners who aren't familiar, this is a prequel to Ty West's film With Me, A Goth, from earlier this year, X. Um, kind of a surprise immediate sequel. There was a teaser at the end of X teasing this movie. Um, which pretty cool, you know, that we get both mm-hmm. of these movies in the same year. Like that's unexpected. Um, now I'm just going to leave things off by saying I, I enjoyed X quite a bit, but you know, wasn't in love with it. I think mm-hmm. Pearl is better. 
in most ways. Um, it's not a so, perfect film either, but I really liked Pearl. Uh, real quick, I don't know if we ever released our X episode, but you can find it on the Suds and Cinema feed if you're curious. Yes, I was having issues editing that one. (laughs) So, yes. Same uh, content, though. Yes, regardless. Yeah. I was not the biggest fan of X. I I think I did overall like it. I gave it a 2.5 the first time, I think, just out of spite. (laughs) Um, But I think I did like it. I was just disappointed by it. I was just expecting a little bit more than what we got just from... Ty West in A24. Um, but I did rewatch it and I like, uh, yeah, I liked it quite a bit more than I did the first time. I do think the first half is better than the second half. And after like the first big kill, it gets less interesting. It just kind of turns into a standard slasher, which is still, you know, it's solid, but entertaining, but you know, yeah, nothing to write home about. Yeah. yeah. I do like, um, yeah, now that I've seen Pearl, I watched X after seeing Pearl, and I think it does kind of, you know, paint a better picture for you of Pearl, and you kind of have a little bit more appreciation for that character in X after seeing Pearl. Yeah. Um, but yeah, o- overall, I would say I did like Pearl quite a bit. Um, I think it may be a little slight, and um, I did watch it, as a back-to-back with uh, Barbarian, so it was the the second one of the double feature, and I was already in a bad mood from Barbarian, so I don't know if that played a role, <laughs> but um, I did feel like the movie got a little boring at one point, like it just dipped for a moment, but um, I love Pearl, love me a goth as Pearl. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I thought the story was a little lacking, and even some of the kills, I think, were pretty tame or just, like, off-screen. You know, they didn't really spend much time on them. Um, but, yeah, there's some good moments, but it's, like, I don't know. Mia Goth is carrying this movie big time. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I think that's that's the whole reason to see the movie. I mean, she's the title character. I mean, she helped write the screenplay. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like we need to start talking about Mia Goth. Like she, for whatever reason, maybe it's just because she hasn't been in a ton of movies yet, but she just like never comes up when people talk about like, you know, the great actors going right now, you know, but like, I've never seen a Mia Goth performance that I didn't like. And this just like truly solidifies that she's like one of the best, brightest young actors that we have going right now, like taking on interesting roles. And I, I like I don't want her to like be painted as like a scream queen. That's the mm-hmm. o- my only, um, I guess, reservation is that like I hope she doesn't get just like pigeonholed into being a horror actress. Not that there's hold, anything wrong with that, but hold the phone. Did you know that she's the girl in the Survivalist? <laughs> I did after I looked up her discography and I saw that and I was like, wait a minute, her discography. She was in that? discography jesus filmography <laughs> yeah dude she's a pop artist you didn't know that <laughs> a, a goth a goth uh you know a cure ship anyway bad joke yeah no i oh, uh, saw she's in it but i couldn't recall is she like the main character in it i mean not the main character but like 
I couldn't recall who she is in it. Yeah, I couldn't recall who she is in it. I think she's the girl that the dude comes across in the in the woods. I mean, I remember with that older lady. Exactly nothing about that movie. It only comes up uh, as a joke at your behalf. So <laughs> I don't, I don't remember a that fucking thing about fucks. that. Movie. No way, dude. <laughs> hey, we all watched it together at your apartment. Do you yeah, remember that? Uh, yeah, and I haven't thought about it since, except to <laughs> make, for when Tom and I make fun of you for loving it so much. I remember when it ended. I was just like, that was great, and you guys were like, yeah, it was fine. <laughs> Yeah, interesting. But I mean, she's so. I mean, to get back to what I was saying, like she she hasn't been in a ton of movies, but she's been great in everything she's been in. And this movie is like for sure, like she's the reason to see it. I mean, that's people. It's what everyone's been talking about. Like her monologue scene towards the end of the movie is amazing. Like I loved it. I just found it to be like a more tense and interesting movie, and just visually too. I loved it visually. Like everything about it just works better than X for me. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I think X is a little more fun, but Pearl is maybe the better movie o- overall. I think I have them. Fun I levels. have them both at a three point five. But um, I don't know. I think these movies could grow, and I do think they're be- because they are horror movies and they're good ones. I think I will revisit them more often than you know your. All the President's Men or uh, <laughs> movies like that. Sure. So, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm stoked for this to be a trilogy. I'm glad it kind of got birthed out of X, just out of nowhere. Ty West just had a, a wild hair up his ass during COVID and wanted to turn this into a trilogy. And overall, I'm, I'm here for it. Yeah, I'm definitely excited for... Uh, is the title Maxine. official Maxine with three X's? Is that a fish? That's a huge title. I hope it's official. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty cool. Um, it's a perfect title. Yes. But I mean, I love, I think visually it's more interesting than X. Like X was kind of going for that, like, you know, Texas chainsaw, like kind of grindhouse, like muddy, mm-hmm early slasher pick vibe which was cool like i'm into it but i find this more interesting visually like the technicolor look like the odes to like old hollywood like the golden age of hollywood like some of the like edits or cuts were pretty cool oh especially at the end were you loving it at the end with uh the split screen the way that 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 whole sequence was edited oh man i was creaming that looked amazing um really like that i love the dance number you know dance the, numbers There's well a couple. the highlight one at the end where it's like you know fucking la la land fantastical. Ass, like yeah the fantastical yeah. like um that was great and love the end credits like yep just it, it ending on that fucking crazy smile and the fact that like you know she's the tears start to come i was just like kind of unsettled by it and i was like man like that almost in a sense kind of put it over the top for me like ending on that note i was just Mm -hmm. like damn like i really love what the movie was going for the progression of pearl's character like kind of seeing 
how the different characters interact with her and you kind of you you establish sympathy for the character but there's just that element of like you know she's a fucked up crazy person who's like gonna snap at any moment so like you always have that like sinister element but you feel bad for her and then once she fully commits to like the manic like murder spree like oh it's perfect and then when the husband comes home and I, I maybe I'm being too specific, but <laughs> well, like well, the way that whole sequence at the end played out, like oh. mm-hmm. so many standout sequences for me. Like I just I've been thinking the scarecrow about scene. More. Oh yeah, the scarecrow scene. Um, I do need to say real quick that this was one of the worst theater experiences I've ever had in my life. Oh, no. So the fact that I still ended up loving it this much is a testament <laughs> to the film. What so, happened? Haley and I saw it. It was like a Thursday. It was like a 650 screening. Um, mm-hmm. And it was pretty empty to start. So where, where are you going these days? Regal, AMC? What are we looking at? Still Regal. So okay. I only have two options. It's a Regal. It's the multiplex. It's a six. 16 screen maybe might even be a 20 screen um huge pretty new multiplex like it's a nice regal they built it um as i was finishing up college so it's it's about 10 years old so it's like new Mm -hmm. they don't have like the reclining seats they haven't because it's a pretty new theater so they haven't they got those but they're nicer right they're nicer yeah but they didn't need the the ones that you can lean back pretty far but yes they're like rocking chairs yeah so that's part of the problem i'm a fan of those i me too but that's part of the problem (laughs) Um, so anyway relatively empty theater um and then these fucking kids just start trickling in like maybe some of them were 17 some of them definitely not 17 definitely not accompanied by adults did you smell trouble i smelled trouble pretty early on dude (laughs) um so two issues at hand here they made it horrendous um the first and the main issue was the girl sitting behind me thought it would be a good idea to put her feet on the back of my chair um not okay not okay not when someone's sitting in it like no that's it should just be like a known rule you don't put your feet on a chair or have an occupied chair kids these days am i right i mean (laughs) so the whole time anytime she made an adjustment anytime she moved Uh, which was frequently i might add i felt the kicking the seat and i was my blood was boiling dude like haley kept looking you over almost at pulled me. a pearl <laughs> oh i was i was getting there it was putting me in the mood if i so <laughs> haley kept looking over at me and she was like do you want to move are you okay i was like it's fine it's fine it's fine i'm fine to add on top of that the two girls sitting in our aisle but to the left towards the end I'm not kidding you. From the movie starting to the movie ending, they did not stop fucking talking. Not once. And we're talking like they were literally talking about the movie. Like, oh, that's weird. Why is she doing that? Oh, do you think she's doing that because she wants to be a dancer? Like, why do you think she's (laughs) like, oh, oh, do you think she's, is she really going to do that? Do you think she's actually going to kill this person? Like, gasp like everything was like gasps and oohs and ahs and they're young girls so like any of the sexual content they were like oh my god uh, uh, you know just like and i was all i could hear was them my seat's getting fucking kicked about 30 minutes in i turn around 
and <laughs> Haley keeps telling everybody she's like never seen me so mad. I was respectful, but I turned around and I was like, I'm going to oh, need yeah. you to stop kicking my chair, please. 30 seconds later, like no adjustments made. She didn't take her feet off. Nothing. My, my, my seat's shaking again. And that's the point where I was like, okay, I can't take it anymore. And I made Haley, I didn't make her. She was down, but we, like moved to the front section Mm-hmm. where there was nobody down there so once my the temperature of my blood came down <laughs> i was able to settle back in and it was fine i could still hear the girls but it like it wasn't as bad because we right. were a little further away you could still tell they were talking but they were just talking shit about you dude in spite of all of that <laughs> the fact that i still was able to come out liking the movie is amazing because i was pissed I haven't had a movie experience like that in maybe ever. It was, like I said, it was maybe the worst one I've ever had. Now, did they need to sit behind you? No, but those were the seats that they, you know, had purchased. I'm assuming. Like, so the people behind us, they, it was three youngsters. They might've been 17. I don't know. They, They were, they could have been older than I think, but regardless, they did have an adult with them. Um, who did not do shit in any of this, you know, to like curb mm-hmm. their behavior, but there was a, a mom present. Um, but no, I'm assuming they purchased the tickets. Mm. Is that what you mean by, did they have to sit there? It's a science seating. Yeah. I mean, it just, if you want to put your feet up on the chair, maybe buy a seat that doesn't have someone in front of you. Maybe just kill yourself. Don't give yeah. them the benefit <laughs> of the doubt, right? <laughs> if you have to put your feet up on the occupied seat in front of you, maybe you should just unalive yourself. That's all I'm saying. But <laughs> so, you know, once we moved it was fine, but loved it. Best movie experience ever. <laughs> so do you think your viewing experience was the reason you didn't give it the full five? Um no, I did find the pacing in the middle third to be a little slow. Um, mm-hmm. There was some good character development happened there, but there was a lack of like standout like sequences. You know what I mean? Um, so not that I lost interest, but like I could point to that middle section as like there being some pacing issues for me. Um, and... It's a movie that I have, you know, thought about a little bit, but it's not like breaking any new ground by any means. It's like a super effective, like thoughtful. There's a lot of love that was put into it and it's well constructed and performed, but it's missing that like extra element of like either being the most fucking fun movie I've ever seen or like the most thoughtful, like, uh, you know, there's, there's, it's missing that element, that subversive element. Like there's that, that it's missing the zhuzh, you know, that like really mm-hmm. elevates it to five star territory for me. Um, but well, I can't. That's not usually, what separates a four point five and a five, right? The zhuzh. The zhuzh, yeah, it's the zhuzh factor. <laughs> <laughs> it's missing the zhuzh, but um, some really cool sequences. Um, I mean, there's the mm-hmm. some that we've already talked about. I did enjoy the scarecrow scene. Um, I like the dinner scene, I thought, the blow up scene with the, I don't want to spoil it, but you know, the ma- the big tense dinner scene where the, the carnage kicks off, I guess I'll say. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you were about yeah, to say that something. Yeah, that was good. Oh, it was, uh, the scarecrow sequence. I thought it was, um, pretty horny considering 
There was no nudity in it. Yeah. In that, she sold in that it. Scene. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mia Goth sold it. Um, Might be hornier than anything in um, X. Which is weird to say, but you, mm-hmm. it's possible. You might be right. Oh, and back to Watcher. That movie could have been hornier. I feel like <laughs> needed to be hornier, right? Like, yeah. Zero I did like the scene where they start, you know, getting hot and heavy on the couch and there's like a zoom out. Oh, that's the beginning. That's like the opening yeah. uh opening credits. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. I was like, okay, I'm into it when that was yeah. happening. I was like, this is you know, you've got me intrigued, and then it didn't it didn't do much. And then that, just but. flaccid yeah. the rest of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> um and the two scenes um involving Pearl like starting to turn where she's like, what's wrong? You know, why don't you like me? You know, those scenes where the characters that she's with are like trying to like escape the situation and play it cool. Mm-hmm. But you can see like Pearl is already, there's already been a turn for her. Like the tension that the movie milks out of those sequences. Oh, beautiful. So well done. I was just, I mean, obviously you know how it's going to end, but like it gets a lot of mileage out of that, you know, what's going to, wh- where is, when is she gonna flip like when is this gonna turn violent like the way that it's the 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 scene or the situation kind of goes a different direction and you realize or the characters realize they may be in danger Mm -hmm. so good loved it good stuff Mm -hmm. other than that um other than just reiterating that i do like x quite a bit as well but I think Pearl for me is the is the better film of the two and sufficiently excited for Maxine for sure. Oh, and this is one of the movies that I need to start force feeding because I bought some Pearl merch on A24.com. Oh, no. You committed <laughs> the cardinal sin. You don't buy merch directly from A24, dude. You're not going to have Wait. any money left if you keep doing that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what did you buy? <laughs> a $60 poster? A fucking uh, $110 hoodie? What would you buy? I bought the $100 hoodie. And I bought. Oh wait, the... I was joking. Is it? Do, are they actually selling a hundred dollar hoodie? Yeah. Oh my god, you they got you hook, line, and sinker, dude. Uh, yeah, and I also bought the t-shirt. Bought both. <laughs> Barf, <laughs> dude, you're such an A twenty four, bro. It's a uh, pretty cool merch, but um, yeah, now I need to cool it on the the t-shirt buying, the merch buying. Mm-mm. Now, A24 is for rich kids. I'm a neon peon, dude. Oh, my God. That's the film studio for the masses, the real <laughs> movie heads out there, the neon peons. Get on board, dude. <laughs> yeah, you can buy their Blu-ray box set that comes out every year. It's going to be huge. Cool. Anything else you want to say about Pearl? Well, other than that you're well, a fucking sucker, dude? Oh, my God. When that merch uh, sells out and is being resold on eBay for millions of dollars, uh, I'll be the one laughing. Yeah. Go ahead and frame it as an investment, bud. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's just going to hang in your closet unworn for fucking 10 years. Oh, no. I got to wear it. Got to wear it out. <laughs> next, next brewery. Crawl. Yeah. You're going to wear it with your fucking drive jacket? Gonna be or your Rocky jacket. Which one are you going to wear first with that no, shirt? No, I'm going to wear it with my X hat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Cool. Well, what did you... You said you gave it three and a half, right? Or, yep. Cool. 
yeah, that was a four and a half for me. And then I'll just get like some Maxine sweatpants or something to complete the outfit. What do yeah. you think? Bring it together. And then when you go out on the town, you're going to be the talk of the town. It's going to be. You know what? I'm pretty bummed I didn't buy the, the $50 pearl duffel bag. It's sold out now. <laughs> oh my God. What, what, what on earth would you even do with that? <laughs> Dude, imagine bringing that to the airport. Imagine the possibility, dude. <laughs> dude, that's that's always how I feel. Like, man, I can't wait until someone strikes up a conversation with me over this shirt. Never fucking happens. <laughs> Every time I get excited over a new shirt. The closest thing to that is my uh, Super Yaki, um, the Mummy is Perfect shirt. Oh, yeah. That's been the only like consistent conversation starter. People love that shirt. Everything else that I think is going to be a hit. My I School saw, of Rock yeah. shirt, not one comment on my School of Rock shirt. Although one guy at a Touche Amore shirt said, cool shirt, dude. Uh, that was the extent <laughs> of it. <laughs> Huge. <laughs> what were you about to say? I was going to say that I saw a pretty, uh, well, I think it would be better if I had watched Dahmer, you know, that new thing on Netflix. Yeah, the new content, the latest content from the con- content machine. Yep. Yep. Um, there was a mummy meme that was inspired by a couple frames in Dahmer. I didn't send it to you because I didn't think you'd seen Dahmer yet, so it may not be as funny. <laughs> I'm probably not going to watch it, so maybe send it for the mummy-related content because I have okay. little interest in more Dahmer content. You can file it in your mummy meme folder. Yeah, my mummy meme. My mum memes. <laughs> um, all right, so you're done. That's right? all I got, dude. And uh, I'm pretty hungry, so I don't know how much you got. What are What are we working with here? Have you been? Well, I, I know you hate a movies, bit, now, but right? I can. Um, <laughs> I can rattle some stuff off real quick. Let's hear it, rattlesnake. What do you got? Let's do a little power hour. <laughs> uh, let's see. I'll just stick with new stuff. So I started the Cram Jam. Figured... Pretty early, huh? I mean, only a few months left, and got to get ahead of the curve, because I've missed a lot of stuff this year. You just need a lot inspiration. Of bad stuff. Yeah, you just need... You need something to... You need something to get you back yep. back into movies. Otherwise, when the real Cram Jam starts, you're not going to be motivated, because you're just going to expect everything to be shit. I need to go on a good streak where I convince myself that... Movies are back. <laughs> <laughs> It'll happen. It'll happen. But the, the, streak, the streak I went on this past weekend, not a very good streak. Brutal. Um, I watched On the Count of Three, that new movie with uh, Christopher Rabbit and uh, Ooh, yeah, Carmichael. Jared Carmichael. I'm very mm-hmm. curious about that. It seems like my kind of movie. Yeah. I, see, I thought it was going to be my kind of movie as well. Maybe it was because... Um, Homeboy over here is trying to look like Robert Pattinson in Good Time. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it was okay. I don't know. I just feel like once the um, the story got going, it just kind of went to familiar territory. And it seems like it was trying to be a little bit more than it was. And I feel like with dealing with suicide as the main plot element makes things a little muddy as well hmm. but um overall i i like the performances and i think i ultimately liked the ending 
I just think it could have maybe done something a little more interesting in the middle because they were, well, yeah, I don't want to spoil it or anything, but yeah. they're essentially trying to like clear a bunch of things up on their last day. That's like the the general plot. Like uh, the, the setup less, anyway, yeah. the setup. Kind of, sort of, yeah. Okay. Now, how was JB Smoove in this thing? Because I see him in the cast list. Oh, he, Leon, he's in, for those who aren't acquainted. <laughs> he's in Curb. a couple scenes in... Is he comedic relief or is fine. he um, like playing it straight? He plays Jared Carmichael's dad and it's slightly comedic, but I mean, nowhere on the level of what he does in Curb. <laughs> <laughs> now, follow-up question to that. Are we in or are we out on Tiffany Haddish as like a real actor? I'm assuming she's um, trying to be like a real actor and or is she like com- like a comedic She's character? only in a couple scenes in this one too. Is she Yeah, I think she's like, best doing sick comedic. Comedy. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz I did not like her very much in the card counter. I don't know if you ever caught up with that one, but Uh I did. Yeah, I saw that. It was it was solid, but yeah. yeah, she was not anything. She's not bad, but I mean, I wasn't really buying wasn't really buying her. No, I think she's good as like a supporting comedic relief. Sure. Nothing wrong with that. How'd you watch this, by the way? It's on Hulu. Oh, sweet. Okay. I'll have to catch up with this soon. I watched the remake of Goodnight Mommy on Amazon Prime starring Naomi Watts. I have heard uh, basically no good things about this. You know what? It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. But I also don't really like the original that much. So for me, it's about on par with that. I there are a couple cool sequences, I will say, but I feel like if you've seen the first one and enjoy the first one, you'll probably just see this as like a pale imitation of the original. Okay, because I like Good Night Mommy quite a bit, so I'm kind of. Uh been thinking I'll probably stay away from it just because it seems like people who like the original find the new one to be like a laughable remake in the sense that it's just like basically the impression I've got is that it's just like not committed to doing anything different that is good like it's like a worse I've heard there's some differences and the differences are for the worst is the main gist. Um, like it's not willing to take as to be as challenging as Goodnight Mommy. Sure, yeah. And I don't think the ending was as good as the original ending. Uh the ending is I don't know, pretty weak, I think the their direction it goes. But um I did kind of appreciate how the movie was mostly dark. Because if I recall, Goodnight Mommy was mostly light. like Or daytime sequences. Yeah. Mean? Yeah. And, I mean, you could praise the original for that because most horror movies are dark. But I guess I appreciate that it tried to be different in that sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, yeah, the performances were decent. And then there was a couple cool, like, horrific moments. And then there was also a pretty good dance sequence as well a dance sequence interesting oh yeah it's a good one <laughs> um so 
you know, if you're looking for something serviceable, especially in the month of October, I think you could do worse. And it does have your girl in it, so right, Naomi Watts, of course. It's uh, ninety-one minutes, so it checks that box as well. <laughs> Just saying, it may not make best of the year, but you're a little more forgiving than I am, or easygoing when it comes to horror movies. So you might um, like it. Coming from the guy who uh, doesn't have time for serviceable movies anymore. You're trying to, I feel like you're trying to convince me to watch it. <laughs> yeah, 2.5 stars, but you know, it's content. I hate content, but you know. <laughs> we'll see. Well, I'll just, I, yeah. I might, I might, I, I might give it a shot. I don't, yeah, I don't think it's as, as terrible as you're making it sound, but I think it does fall prey to just being like a pointless remake and people are going to, you know, lash out on it for that. Yeah, that's fair. Okay, interesting. Um, let's see. Oh, I watched this movie called Speak No Evil on Shudder. Have you heard of it? Yes, I have heard pretty good things about it, so it's definitely mm-hmm. on my radar. Got another barbarian situation here, except this one was <laughs> not hyped up for me. I think the problem I had with this one, and I'm going to keep it brief because I don't want to spoil it for you, but... um. It felt like a lot of movies I'd seen before, better movies. It like, like blatantly rips off certain things, and then also mm. I, the ending is like almost parody. How like familiar it is. Um, maybe that was the point. I just didn't get it. But essentially, the movie is about this: these two couples who meet on vacation or holiday. And one of the couples ends up inviting the other couple to like stay at their cabin or house for the the weekend or whatever. And then, you know, things are done and one of the couples starts to feel uncomfortable towards the other couple and things kind of escalate from there. Hmm. So that's kind of the setup of it. And uh, yeah, I, I mean, it was decent in that regard, but it just felt way too familiar. And then also I just had a problem with like the, the logic of the movie. And I think that is the point, but I just don't think it really worked for me. Um, but just a lot of dumb decisions. So, um, if there's one movie you could think of, like not from a plot perspective, but you had mentioned it seems familiar. Is there like a movie you could point to just to like, cause just, I don't really know a ton about it. Is there like a movie you would point to as like a comparable movie as far as like kind of the vibe it's going for? Because it sounds like it's one of these like awkward dinner shit gets crazy movies. Like like uh, I guess based on you describing it, like The Invitation is one that yeah came I would to say mind. hints of The Invitation, a uh, little bit of uh, funny games in there, and then maybe a little. What was that one movie? I'm trying to think of the. I'm drawing a blank, but I don't know. There, there's just a few movies that it just felt familiar to. Like it was almost and like then, drawing from directly, kind of thing. Yeah, like it's trying to be this like clever premise, but in actuality, it's just a bunch of clever premises that you you've already seen rolled into one. Sure, Frankenstein together or something. <laughs> Yeah, kind of. I mean, maybe that's what people are praising it for is that it's 
it does have a clever premise, but for me, I, I didn't find it that clever because I've seen movies like this that I just enjoy more. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Ultimately, I didn't didn't care for it too much. What was your star rating on it? Another disappointment. Two stars. <laughs> Two stars. Woof. All right. Well, I'm definitely gonna plan. I'm planning on watching it in October. So, I'll uh, when I get to it, I'll have to weigh in. Uh, I'll talk about two more really quick. I watched oh. Happening. This movie's got some buzz, I think, from a festival, but it's on um, AMC Plus. Did a little free trial and uh, checked her out. It's your latest uh, abortion movie. Oh, there's been a lot of those lately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so this one sets place in 1960s France where when abortion was illegal. Okay. And so it's, you know, this girl just going to school. Um, she's doing normal teenage things, but there's like the the like threat of getting pregnant, and then the like thought of abortion is like punishable by death. You know, it's so. Yeah, she obviously she eventually gets pregnant, and then you just kind of follow her dealing with the like struggles of of that and um she doesn't really have a ton of like support and everyone is kind of like treating her differently and doesn't want to help because if if you got caught as like an accomplice you could also get in trouble so she was like kind of treated as like an outcast at one point but um yeah I liked it quite a bit I think it does a pretty good job of like putting you in her shoes and uh, I really liked the way it was framed too. A lot of it was like close up, um, just like really trying to hammer it home, like putting you in her shoes. And I felt a little familiar because we have seen some of these movies recently, but I did like the performances and thought it was pretty effective overall. Cool. Okay. So, and you said that was AMC yeah. plus is where that is. Yep. Okay. Yeah. A little, yeah, a little hard to watch at times cause they don't, shy away from some moments but um yeah i liked it quite a bit i liked your performance and just overall liked what it was going for okay cool i'll have to i haven't started my cram jam list yet but maybe i'll uh maybe i'll start with that and add it on honestly amc plus has quite a few worth watching um i won't touch on this one because um, we need to wrap this up, but um, have you heard of that movie Duel that came out earlier this year? Yeah, that's from the uh, uh, Art of Self Defense guy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard about it. So his new movie's on AMC Plus with uh, Karen Gillan, Aaron Paul. Those are like the two main actors. It, are you talking about Duel, or is there another movie? Yeah, yeah Duel. Oh, okay. Oh, but that's right. on AMC Plus as well. Okay. Well, There's quite a few like movies though that are you know 2022 exclusive streaming on AMC Plus, so might not be a bad idea to do a free trial or a month or two or something. Okay, yeah, I'll have to see. I th- I'm pretty sure I did a free trial through Amazon last Cram Jam. So That's where you want to do it them. because their app sucks. AMC Plus. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, okay. On the Xbox, at least. I'll have to. Well, I feel like a lot of Xbox. The Shutter app for Xbox is also not great, but 
Yeah. Um, so last do? thing, another AMC Plus watch. I caught up with the documentary Cow, directed by Andrea oh. Arnold. Oh, I didn't know she made a documentary called Cow. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I feel like it's exactly what you would expect. It's kind of boring and kind of hard to watch at times. This sounds is... terrible. A close-up portrait of the daily lives <laughs> of two cows. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was just going to say that I, I I gave this movie three stars because I don't really know how to rate it, but I think I'm out on these types of movies. <laughs> the the boring slice of life movies? Uh, yeah, Not even slice just... of life, just like slice of... <laughs> yeah, this is like fly on the wall. Um. But also, like, you know, it's trying to, like, provoke you in one way or another. Sure. Just by experiencing an, this. an agenda. Yeah, not that it's, like, banging you over the head with it, but I think just the fact that she made it is kind of an agenda statement. <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, so, yeah, it's kind of exactly what you would expect. Um, the final moment is pretty brutal. I don't know know if you want to take a guess at it (laughs) i could take yeah i've got a hunch (laughs) i bet uh you know it's the thing that most of us don't most of us who eat meat don't want to think about i'm guessing something to do with that could be could be (laughs) so yeah it sounds like you had your mind made up by reading the synopsis Um, well i mean i i am curious i would maybe watch it but that that is not doing it any favors. A close-up portrait of the daily lives of two cows. I don't know. I mean, um, yeah, there's like, there's no dialogue. It's just kind of, you know, sh- she's following them and and the farm workers through the various tasks of birthing a cow and then, you know, feeding them, treating them, all that. But you get to see the some of the dark sides of it. And... Um, I did like the cinematography, but one thing that was weird was, and I feel like this was the director's choice. There was like background pop music playing during the movie, like in, in the movie, it's not like it was, you know, a track. It was playing in the, the barn or whatever they were in. Right. It's not, it's not soundtrack. It's existing within the, the world of the movie they're playing yeah. pop music. So it's just like playing in the background, but it just, I don't know if it was trying to provide some sort of like context or just to be like soothing for the animal. I don't know. It was, it was a weird touch, but it seemed purposeful. <laughs> like she put it there. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't think the workers were listening to music and, those are the songs that just happened to be played. It seemed like she was playing the music in the scene for whatever reason. She put on a Spotify playlist that she had made in, uh, <laughs> in the barn. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, all right, lady, I guess. I mean, we'd rather be listening and, to Megadeth, but sure. I need to look this playlist up on yeah. Spotify. <laughs> <laughs> huh, interesting. Okay. But didn't do much so, for you? No. I mean, it's exactly what you would expect it to be so if you're curious go for it if not you're probably not missing too much sure well i don't know i i have liked those documentaries in the past like 
like Keddie, for example, where it just follows like cats in Istanbul where there's like no narrator or anything like it can be done well and be interesting, but um, I love cats. I don't feel one way or the other about cows, you know? You like burgers, right? I do. Yeah. I understand that I probably shouldn't eat them, but you know, you know, I've seen that documentary that Joaquin Phoenix narrated about the slaughterhouses. I was vegetarian in college for a year. <laughs> I'm hip. <laughs> Did you see that one, uh, Gunda? No, I was talking about Earthlings. Oh, okay. It's like, yeah, he narrates it, but... Did Gunda he... is very similar to um, Cal. And I want to say that he produced it or he may even like have made a comment about it in his Oscar speech. Interesting. No, I've never heard of it. No, I was referring to earthlings. It's hmm. kind of old. Of that. It's like 2005, I think it's a, uh, it's pretty fucked up. It's, it's a tough watch. It's, it's one of the main reasons I decided to be vegetarian oh, for God. a year. The cover of this what is it? On Letterbox is terrible. I gotta see this. It's one. Joaquin's face right next to a cow. <laughs> <laughs> Earthlings. Yeah, it's just his voice. He's not. Oh, I need that yeah. poster for my <laughs> office. You gotta get him in there to sell it. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's a pretty get tough that poster watch, signed. <laughs> oh, he would love it. Just he'll just he'll donate the proceeds to Peter or whatever. I don't even have this thing logged on Letterboxd. Right, well, here we go. Got to oh, remedy man. that. I don't even know what I don't even know what kind of rating to give a movie like this. Like it, I was very very I don't think I've ever been more moved by a piece of art. I can't even call it art. It drove me to action. I'll give it that much. I was vegetarian for a year after watching this movie, but huh. I'm not going to watch it again. I'll say that much. <laughs> it's pretty it's <laughs> tough. It is tough. Tough watch. Yeah, I might put that one on the the back burner for now. <laughs> cool. All right. Is that it? I think that's it. Cool. What's on the what's on the horizon? What kind of uh big releases or we got, we got any big October releases? Well, Blonde on Netflix. I'm hyped for that. Oh, yeah. I've I've heard some uh all over the place on that yeah. movie. Yeah. I'd say more negative, though, than positive. But I think the issues that people are having with it are not issues that will really impact me. Hmm. Yeah. So maybe maybe we plan on doing that. I'm sure there's, you know, we'll talk off air and see what we want to do I'm curious to see Don't Worry Darling, even though I'm kind of sick of hearing about that movie and I haven't really heard great things about it. Sounds like a... Great candidate for nice try. Yeah. I will probably watch it just so I can, uh, you know, I think Paris, I can't remember exactly how Paris phrased it on one of our episodes, but uh, she said something like Matt watches things just to be a part of nothing or something like, mm-hmm. uh, I can't remember the context, but you right. know. so you I can be a part, part of the, the discourse, discourse without actually, <laughs> right, without actually engaging in it other than on this show. Um. Yeah, I'll probably still end up watching it. But are we doing a are we doing an Avatar re-release special episode? I mean, we could. <laughs> I really want to check out that David Bowie doc, Moon Age Daydream. Yeah, I was thinking about taking my mom to see it. 
Maybe just because I do like some of his songs. I wouldn't say I'm like the biggest Bowie fan, but I do love some of his songs. But I think if if I were to watch it, it would be in the theater on a big screen. Yeah, for sure. And I like the directors. I like the Nirvana doc that he did. Mm-hmm. So what about bros? Are you going to ride on bros? Uh, I'll watch bros. Cool. Desperate for comedy. Well, we've got a, we'll do a blonde bros episode, the double B's alliteration episode. I love those bros and blonde. We'll see. We'll talk off air what we want to do next, but, um, we got to get the, uh, digest back on track too. Yep. Yep. Check the feed for that, but we'll be doing, unless plans change, we're doing, uh, I saw the devil and, uh, the wailing, the wailing, right. It's only a 12 hour commitment on my part. Can't wait. Hey, we need a good one. Six hours. Get us back into swinging things. That's true. I have been dying for a whaling rewatch ever since I first saw it. So now I have an excuse. Cool. So yeah, that's that's going to be uh, coming up in the feed. Keep an eye out. Uh, we'll see what the next uh, new releases are. But uh, that's going to do it. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, appreciate the support. If you want to join our discourse, the Cinephiles Digest discourse, you can send us an email, cinephilesdigest at gmail.com. Questions, conversation topics, feedback, you know, whatever you got, we'll read it. Happy to hear from you. And uh, we will be back soon. That's going to do it. Bye, everybody. Later. Later.